We are a group of friends bound by our appreciation for liberty and good podcasting. Free-minded thinkers from all walks of life, our values come together with one accord to discuss the common culture and news of the day, along with whatever random crap is going on in our lives. Welcome to the Union of the Unknowns. Welcome to another episode of the Union of the Unknowns. Today with us, we have several unknowns. I will start. We have Kiel Thor. Hey, Kiel. Hey, yeah. We have Terry Canary. Hey, Terry. Hello. We we have Big Perm. What's up, Perm? And then shortly uh, joining us, America's Sweetheart, Ism Kant. And we have a very special guest with us today, Forest Mommy. Hello. Hello. Thank you again for having me on. This is great. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Oh, yeah, I'm Ashley slash Think Change Repeat. So um, I'll be our host. So why don't you introduce yourself to the gang who may not be familiar with you because they're not Twitterers, but I will preface it by saying you're Twitter famous and you are, you're hot. I have to say that to start out with. Thank you. Too, right? Thank you. Right? Because we're just trying to get people to recognize that. <laughs> and and you were locked out of your main account for quite a while, correct? Yeah, I have my main account for a year, and then like I had another one that I eventually got locked out on. So like August to January last year, I like I was off of Twitter, man. It was it was dark times. <laughs> so. Yeah. <laughs> And then you were liberated when Elon came back in the picture. Is that correct? Yeah, I'm, I'm not too happy with him now, but he did give me, I've got all my accounts back. Like every single one I tried to make, I got all of them back. So yeah, so that's at least that. a small victory, small yes. W. All right. So yeah, just uh, tell us a little bit about how you kind of got into that space. And then you've had quite an evolution from where you were to what you're doing now, right? So just give us a little bit of an idea of how you know, how that started and where you're headed right now. Yeah, it's been been wild. So I got on Twitter basically right around COVID because I got off of Facebook, um, got on Twitter. I didn't really know much about it. And I was screaming into the void about because I was against all the COVID stuff. So screaming into the void, using Twitter to find information, which even with all the censorship that was going on Twitter, there was, I feel like I found a lot of good info on there early on, you know, that well, that was right the whole time as well, but that's another topic. So anyways, I started just kind of Twittering and just using a little, just using a lot of different little tools and just being me and, you know, just putting it out there. I made a silly little video that got me some people kind of more uh, eyeballs on me. It was making fun of people, like ratting on people. I made it in May 2020. It's still my pinned tweet. So I was when I got my account back, I was so happy because like that video was gone otherwise. So yeah, and then just it grew, grew, grew. I got more involved with the um, liber with libertarians out here in Colorado and just liberty people. I started doing meetups out here and built a community, yada yada yada. I got into the LP more, and then then I decided to run for my local city council for some dumb reason. <laughs> so. <laughs> that happened and then uh so that's where i'm at now i'm actually as of yesterday i'm officially on the ballot for my town of arvada district four so and it's been it's just been interesting the whole way like you said it's been i can't believe i'm here so yeah so what got you to decide like i'm i'm going for this like i'm actually going to fucking run for city council <laughs> so, so I've just I've always been a more local person and with the with the libertarian stuff we, you know my focus has always been like locals where it's at or so many little things we can still kind of try to control and save our communities um, and so actually our campaigns director here was our on our board was texting me like you know no one's filed in your your district yet and there, so there was another libertarian who filed for a different district so he did, and that kind of sparked me where I was like, oh, so I looked at mine, and then, yeah, we were talking about it, and he's like, you know, no one's filed, and so I was like, all right, I didn't want to do it, <laughs> and I did it, and the next day, I, this news guy, like, basically doxed me, like, he blew me up, like, he blew me up, <laughs> so that, thank you, Jeremy, whoever's out there, he's a journalist, so, um, yeah, that's how I'm doing, that's how it's there. 
Um, I do remember seeing something about that. So this guy docks you in an attempt to what? To stir the pot? To make you look bad? To throw shade? Is that what that was about? Yeah, I mean, he tried to make me look bad, basically. He had some grudge against me because I called him out a lot during COVID and stuff. And then some other people had made parody accounts about him and stuff. But he, like, blamed me for it. So the minute I posted that, yeah, and I mean, technically it was, it is a public document, my affidavit. But he just, like, he posted it with the intent of, like, trying to scare me and intimidate me, basically. And, like, why would you even do that? So... Yeah, that, it, but like I said, it got like 2 million views. I could not have paid. I didn't want to have to fundraise. <laughs> I hate fundraising. Mm -hmm. And he got me all my fundraising basically like like at the very beginning of my campaign. So it was great. So no, no uh, the old saying, no uh, publicity is bad publicity worked out in this case, right? Yeah, because he was bad. Like I'm not the most perfect person, but it's not like I'm doing anything terrible. And right. for him to do that, blew up in his face. And he didn't have understand... He's from this journalist bubble. He doesn't understand like how a lot of people feel, especially on Twitter and stuff. Right. So. We hate them. Yes. Yeah. Um, so was it, were you being made to pay for the sins of Dennis? Was it Dennis that got him with the parody accounts? <laughs> no, it actually is. There, well, there, the person I know, person that I know in real life too, got blamed. He, he got doxxed by the same guy or got threatened to get doxxed because this guy... They thought he was making these parody accounts. And then they said something that people were talking. Someone did say something about um, the journalist's dad. Because I guess a bunch of dads from the journalists, like, in the same station, like, they all died. So someone was trying to be rude, basically, and make, oh, it's because of the vaccine. And so they took that. I did have to pay for that sin because I still don't even know who that person is. So it was just, like, this trickle-down effect. And I think because I exposed him almost doxing my other friend. I made a whole podcast about it. So, and I had already doxxed myself on there too. So I had said my name, all this. So then he was all, you know, he thought he was, it was just silly. It was just grudge, weird grudge shit. That's all it was. Yeah. But it seems like it's worked out very well for you. Yeah. It did. worked out great. And, you know, we're strapped and really about our security here, but luck, fortunately, knock on wood, no one's, no weirdos have showed up or anything like that. And if I do get in office, that's, that's all, you know, I'm going to have to, Put up with that fear anyway so right yeah okay well uh our buddy justin that's who originally reached out to you on twitter so he joined us here and yeah i'm just going to turn it over to the floor does anybody have any questions from here i want to say that uh, your story is awesome and i think it's great that you're getting involved because that's you know the liberty stuff has to seep into the mainstream politics and you know, ground up's the only way to do it. So kudos to you. Happy to have you here. Sorry about the technical issues. I uh, checked all my settings and it was a loose wire in the end. Well, that's what happens when you're podcasting in a forest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, can I ask something? I, I want to, um, you know, have you been out campaigning? Do you, what do you think your chances are? Have you been getting a lot of sort of support from locals and... Yeah, so fortunately or unfortunately, my chances are really good right now, basically. So <laughs> I filed first, which is good. And the guy who I'm running against, he's been in office 12 years already. Um, so he's like already been there too long where enough people can see that. Um, and he he's almost been recalled twice. I have the recall signatures because let's talk about support. Like the GOP in my area supported me or they're supporting me. They're not running anyone against me. It's kind of the opposite of the libertarian spoiler. So if they had run someone, they would have spoiled the race maybe. So that was kind of interesting how we're kind of turning things back. But yeah, I mean, every it's this part of the district is still, it's fairly agricultural, still in pockets of, you know, suburb and definitely more just, on the more conservative end so with their support and just me it's funny because i'm nuts on twitter and like some of them have been following me already because i was like trying to explain myself i'm like okay <laughs> they're like no no we know <laughs> so it's just that's been fun and yeah all my door knocking so far that's like basically that's all i'm going to do is just door knocking in local events for people to come meet up mm -hmm. but i got all my signatures and pretty quickly and just that was just like in this little neighborhood so and yeah it's it's for, forgive me if you've already answered this. Are you running as a libertarian candidate? No. Well, technically, it's a nonpartisan race. 
Okay. But um, when I went in and filled out my affidavit, there was a spot for the party, and I just I wrote in Libertarian Party. But most people for these races wouldn't have written stuff in. They are on the their GOP or Democrat, like they are. It's not nonpartisan completely. Right. The local paper though, like, was like, oh, she's up. She put Libertarian on this nonpartisan. That was another attack. I got. <laughs> they like made a big deal about it. And funny enough, some doors I knocked on had seen that article, and they're like. That was so dumb. <laughs> I'm like, thank you. It's like people are seeing how they just try to play these games, you know. And it, it's crazy where Colorado is at 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 this point. Uh, my parents, like 40, 50 years ago, lived in Colorado, and you know they're like it's all like cowboys and you know rednecks, and now it's I don't want to say a shithole country, but <laughs> they're they're trying. Yeah, this, it's like a lot of places, the cities, you know, the cities just turned over like crazy, Denver, Boulder. Um, my parents moved here for the same reason. I was like very much, you know, rural and it was, the Libertarian Party was started here in Colorado, technically. So there was always, there was enough space for people to be like, yeah, whatever, do what you want to do. And then, yeah, now the cities are trying to run them, you know, trying to run everything. And yeah, so that's what, I mean, it, it sucks, but I'm not giving up on it. Well, that. Again, forget I was a couple minutes late. So for, what did what actually motivated you to run? Was it COVID? I mean, that's what got me more politically active and connected with more politically active people, I would say. And then this last year, I started going to our state houses, too. I forgot to mention this earlier. I started, which is, this is so much fun. If you've never gone and like spoken against or for a bill, hopefully just against, but it is such a good feeling to go look at those people like in their eyes. They're so unimpressive and they're trying to pass these crap legislations, you know, so you can go tell them off. So that kind of helped too. But it, 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 yeah, the last three years definitely like radicalized me for sure. I would never have thought of it otherwise. So, and what, what, it, I mean, I mean, I'm just assuming you're winning at this point. Like you're our first <laughs> in office politician that we've ever interviewed. Uh, so what, what powers do you have if you, once you get elected or is it basically <laughs> just going to be to try and stop it, like anyone from pushing any, any nonsense? Yeah. I mean, that'd be my biggest thing is stopping people from pushing nonsense. The guy I'm running against had put, um, three, two or three years ago, they were like, we're, we're, it's a huge sprawling suburb. And they were like, we're going to do a one citywide trash service that everybody has to use now because oh. the roads, whatever there. Yeah. It's like, maybe that makes sense in some small cities or whatever, but like, no. And then he, um, he said people weren't smart enough to vote on it, which it was going to add. It was like, yeah, that's well, something you probably should have people vote on. Right. To be fair, they then, voted for him. So he does have some insight yeah, there. It's true. That is true. But that's one. So he, they pushed that through and then people tried to recall him. And so they're like, okay, okay, you can opt out. Well, even if you opt out, you still have to pay a fee. <laughs> so it was just this new tax, basically just for nothing, for nothing. Like it was for nothing. Yeah. So luckily a lot of the other, the other trash services have lowered their price by that opt out fee. You know, they are smart about that, but that would be something I'd like to try to get out and just stop that kind of stuff. Um, there's going to be a lot of land use, land use issues because they're still developing out here. And we have like industrial, agricultural and, you know, everything really kind of close together in different pockets. So that'll be a lot of issues. But just the trying to get my thing, too, is I just even the, they like give out newsletters and meet with people like locally and stuff. But they're just so like bland and boring. And I really don't think they are connecting with the people. So overall, too, I would just like to help like inspire people to get more get more involved just for one thing and be a normal person because people don't know their local politics and this is where we can like actually protect ourselves from the government a little bit even though it sounds hypocritical getting into government to stop government but i don't know i feel like i can i'm more of a barrier than a left or right power grab so that's where i'm at beast pardon I heard you mention on another show that he was all about like that everyone going through taxpayer funded diversity training too and oh like, yeah yeah the, they hated the, that I said that about oh, that man. yeah I would just love you know all these oh, cities yeah. pay for all these trainings and like all the governments and all the government workers have to go through these trainings and I know they think it's virtuous and right but. <laughs> 
they're racist. They're racist trainings, making people more racist. So it's like they're if people want to pay for that themselves, fine. But city taxes should not should not be paying for that. Yeah, and I was Absolutely. thinking if nothing else, because you have seemed to connect with people and you are, you know, acting like a real human, like not a robot, not bought and paid for, that you can at least get the message to them of of what is happening. So like, guys, I'm a real person, you know that. So I'm trying to tell you what they are up to right now. You have to speak out. And hopefully if, if nothing else, you can at least educate people in that way and help them fight for themselves. Because I do think that, yeah, most politicians, they are not about the people at all. And they're not about our liberty at all. So I think that that could actually be really important um, for you to have connected with these people and to try to make them aware if you see something really concerning. Now, of course, like, yes, diversity training, trash, those things are major issues and they're liberty chipping, but there's also some other major stuff. Like when you had mentioned land use, things like that, that's getting, I think it's going to be coming really important in the United States. So helping people to be educated about that and ready for it, that. That could be absolutely huge. Yeah, for sure. Um, like, what was, I'm just gonna say something to piggyback off of that. Oh, I also gonna get in, and I'm gonna make them explain everything very slowly to me. I'm gonna be like, you're gonna explain to me exactly how this works, and I'm gonna make sure I understand it. And so, I'm, I'm. It might slow things down, but that's what I want. That people who are in there already, they know how everything works. When you know how everything works, then you know what to do to kind of like, you know, go around the edges and stuff. So that's what I plan to do. And that, that <clears throat> yeah, often when you ask people, to, sorry, I was just going to say, often when you ask people to like that to explain things very carefully, you find that they don't really understand it themselves. You know, they just exactly. can use like, um, trigger words and sort of, you know, hand-waving arguments. So you'll probably find they know less than you think. <laughs> right. Yeah, how to go along to get along or yeah, vice versa. There's, so, there's so much silly stuff, you know, they're like, like, why does it cost so much money to like get public information? Sometimes you have to have a lawyer involved for goodness sake. Like, why is that? To get stuff like, get them to explain exactly why that is and they're, what can they say about that? Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure they, they when FOIA laws came in, they were expecting you to pay like $5,000 to get a lawyer to file it. Yeah, there's even like to get school district records nearby. It's like $2,000 and they'll and they'll still redact stuff. And I know someone who <laughs> they, they both did it. They both built the money to do it. And some stuff was redacted on one that wasn't redacted on the other because they know who like the people are and stuff. So it's like everything is so just dirty and corrupt. It's like at that point it just feels like they're 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 just doing it on purpose to screw with you. <laughs> they're just laughing at us. Mm -hmm. just, just laughing at us. Sad, yeah. sad, sad. Can I yes. can I ask something else? Um uh, my friends here know I'm kind of obsessed with COVID. So, uh, I, you know, given that mandates are coming back in places in the U.S. right now, I'm wondering if you're if you're able to talk to people on the doorstep about it, and you know, if so, what reaction you get, or is it a subject you still have to kind of tread very carefully on, steer clear of? Um, no one in person yet has like cared about it. If there is stuff coming back, uh, luckily, like most of the people around here it's they're not into it and you know there's a handful of masks at the store so which that's how it should have always been it should have always been a choice right but um yeah and i would mm -hmm. say most people aren't i mean i don't if, I, I know i see stuff on twitter about these new mandates and stuff but i haven't seen are they uh, reporting it on the news that the normies watch or like the regular mainstream there's have, a college a college in Atlanta has recently brought back mask mandates and yep. some, a couple of hospitals have introduced, uh, reduced visiting because of COVID. Some places are bringing back testing. Like allegedly there was a Japanese traveler. You're, you're going to be really worried about this. A Japanese traveler tested positive in Virginia. So <laughs> I know I'm really worried. 
<laughs> uh, yeah, luckily that's not a problem yet. And the city actually of Arvada did pretty good about their restrictions. And if I if I'm if this is in my scope at all, I would love if we can make um Arvada City like exempt from the county health department because the county health department is who really screwed up in Arstead and they ousted the lady who was in charge during it all. So that was good. But if they, yeah, if they try it again, I'd love for us to be like, uh, no, the city is exempt or, you know, I don't know. I doubt we could do that, but I would definitely push for that. And I would tell people to speak up this time. So. It's like well, a health sanctuary. Would, yeah. Would the, the city council that you <laughs> yes. will be on have uh, control over, like you would, uh, I if if I know city councils at all, and I can't say that I do, I feel like you've been to a few meetings for some reason. I, no, <laughs> you just but, you, uh, you're kind of wearing it. <laughs> I don't know what that means, <laughs> but I'll take it as a compliment. Uh, the, the city council kind of hands out directives to the mayor or uh, advises the mayor of the city. Who, yeah, the, so then, it's basically the. There, it's the tight knit council. So it's the mayor, four district reps, and then two at large people. And so, yeah, it is all all working together. And so the then, mayor seat is up for, as well. So okay. So then you could potentially directly influence the uh, like the sheriff of the city or what, however your oh, yeah. complete law enforcement is structured there to deliberately not enforce any mask mandates that come down from the county or higher up if yeah you know, and i mean our our town police is having problems like crazy anyways they're down 50 officers right now they're having a hard time i don't know if you know the story of johnny hurley two years ago a good guy with the gun stopped the bad guy with the gun and the cop showed up and shot the good guy that's huh. been like on everybody's mind too and i'm actually connected with friends of uh, johnny hurley's friends of johnny hurley and his family so I'm hoping I, and there's been, they're like suing and, you know, there's been a lot of headbutting. So I'm hoping I can kind of be liaison and like, let's figure this out. And yeah, definitely we're not going to enforce things. And well, then, he was a, good. he was a citizen journalist, right? He was doing, working for or with or representing like the We Are Change kind yep. of movement. And um, I, I do remember when that happened and they seemed like they tried to hush it up really fucking fast. Oh, yeah. They like people in Colorado still don't even know about it. Last night at the rally, I was at a rally last night, and one of the We Are Change guys from Colorado was there. We're hanging out, and there's people there who had no, no idea. And this is only an hour north. They just had no idea about it. Not, no, they don't know what happened. You know, the, yeah, the, the news didn't really talk about it for a long time, and they didn't release all the video and stuff for like months and months after. And, uh, you know, they just made it worse than it had to be. And they made it worse than it had to be. So, so yeah, the really weird change people are great too. They they've been supporting. They support me in my race as well. There aren't really any in my district, but they like, yeah, we have a good time. Can you uh, explain? I noticed on your website you said that you oppose Prop HH, and I was wondering if you could explain that to us because I see their spin on it is that property <laughs> tax rates will be cut, but the schools will get more, and that. Seems like always opposite it's of for the schools. It's for the kids. It's for the kids. So we <laughs> out here in Colorado, we have something called the Taxpayers' Pill of Rights. That thirty years ago, a bunch of citizens fought to get in, and it's just it's a little bit of protection that um, after a certain point, we the refunds have to come back to us. There was a cap in their spending, and the rest had to come back to the citizens. Um, so they, of course, have been trying to get rid of that forever. Um, so there was also a Gallagher amendment that got pulled in 2020 that um, put a cap on property tax rates. And so that got zinged. So then this year, the property taxes went crazy. You know, they're, they're just absurd. So so then they're like, okay, no, 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 here's what we'll do. Instead of just lowering property tax, they, they, they're making this thing up called Prop HH where they're basically taking from our, tab our future Tabor refunds to offset the high... The high taxes so taking from us to help pay uh, like it's so you know and so and for years and years they've said that Tabor has strangled the schools and you know the same old story the same old excuses all the time so yeah there's a huge push out here to educate people on that and just because 
it's even the 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 journalists at like the embassy NBC affiliate, which the guy who docs me worked at, like a lot of them are coming out against it too because it just screws everyone in the long run. Our our refunds aren't huge that we get back, of course, but they're just trying to get our money all the time. And the schools like the schools being terrible, which they're not, but the ones that are, it's of course their fault. They're mismanaging the money always, and they're just wanting more money. And they that's all they have on this. They're like, it's just for the schools and the roads. Of course, the roads every time. <laughs> who would build well, the roads? Who would build the roads? So yeah. we we really want to know. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I just. How far down the libertarian trail do you go in your mind? Are you willing to end public funding for schools outright if you could? Um, I mean, within the system, I would love to end a lot of stuff, like personally, for sure. Um, I just more and more, even the district I'm in, I don't actually have children of my own, but I'm not a weirdo who wants to indoctrinate other people's children. So, um, yeah, the that district I've been in, they, they found like, where they're telling kids not to tell their parents things, you know, they're just, it's, they are making it worse on themselves. And with homeschooling, there's so many options now. There's so many options now that it's just, it seems like it should be such a bare minimum thing, you know, but then they're like, well, then it's only for the poor, poor people. And, but they want everyone to have the same experiences. Like, it's just, I don't know. Yeah, I'm definitely pro. I used to hate the idea of vouchers when I was definitely a little different minded. I was like, that's not fair, you know, to give vouchers for that. But now I'm like, give the drain it. Give everybody their money back. Like, let them take their kids out of these places. And that was a silver lining from COVID for sure. It was how many people were like, oh, dang, I gotta get my kid out of here. Oh. Yeah, especially when they were doing yeah. Zoom classes from home and the parents can actually see what is being indoctrinated into their child. That I'm pretty sure that red pulled a, a whole lot of people. Oh, yeah. And just seeing, like, what they were teaching and, like, you know, it doesn't take much to realize. Like, maybe this isn't the best option for our kids, you know. I went to public school, so I'm not, like, you know, I think I turned out okay. But things well, definitely have changed. And with everything... The, you've had like have had to like relearn everything about like marxism and communist you know with how they're taking over the schools and wild what's, what's crazy about homeschooling is that in 2023 there's still this stereotype that oh if you don't send your kids to public schools how are they gonna socialize <laughs> i don't know man at the park playing sports <laughs> going over yeah. to friends houses <laughs> It's like, and like, was what parents, the people who say that, was that the only socialization you did was the public school where they're treated like criminals, basically? You know, they have mugshots and lunch lines and treated by that. criminals mm -hmm. by by the adults and bullied by their <laughs> by their other by the other students. Exactly. And and during COVID, they couldn't socialize anyway because they're all masked up and maybe even put into plastic cubicles or something. So. <laughs> It's like the iron law of woke or the iron, yeah, the iron law of woke projection is like, they're the ones who are making these kids weird. And you, I even grew up with some weirdo yeah. homeschool kids and some normal homeschool kids. It's like, it's not that hard to know that. Yeah. There's always going to be, but you guys in the public school where you have the government is trying to force people to put their kids into is weird. It's making them weird. And I'll say I've never met a 40 year old, cashier at mcdonald's that was homeschooled i'm just gonna throw that out there <laughs> yeah there's definitely in like if, especially if their parents are entrepreneurs and they get to work with the business growing up and like see all that yeah mm -hmm. could be very that's much more than they're learning in public school where the public school teachers are asking for their school loans to be forgiven but they're not teaching the kids how school loans work so the next <laughs> batch of kids are still taking out these stupid loans so it's like what's the point there's what's the point of it <laughs> It's, I just re really love seeing every now and they'll say like the Corey DeAngelis, like his graphs of like education level versus spending or administrative salaries over the last like 20, 30 years. And like education is basically a flat line while everything else just skyrockets. Yeah, the administrator or even just like teachers. It's like teacher pay here, administration pay like way up here. It's, it's obvious like 
these the people on the other side who like hate capitalism they can look at corporations and be like oh there's these people at the top who take so much money and you know it doesn't get to their workers and blah 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 and it's like well what do you think is happening in public school administrations it's the same it's the same thing in your mind except at least one's a choice and one's more you know government but is how do they not oh, it's such a frustrating line that they can't like get over <laughs> Yeah, it's that's I'm a that's why I'm a big fan of secession. Like, how can we live along the? I'm, I'm sure we've all seen the pictures of the kids playing the clarinets with a a mask on with a hole cut out of the mask, and uh, the the band kids in their little COVID pods. It's yeah, like, and and the mm -hmm. the the same people that come up with these ideas will look us straight in the eye, and be like, oh you weirdo conspiracy theorist <laughs> as they're wearing a fucking hazmat suit to the, to Walmart. I mean, Walmart's <laughs> probably not a bad place to wear a hazmat suit, but <laughs> it's just, it's just wild times we're living in. It really is. I still like, it's still crazy that that even happened. <laughs> I still can't always wrap my mind around it. And the fact that everyone's moved on and then now they're going to try and do it. I mean, we all knew they're going to try and do it again. But it's like, it's just to see it on Twitter too. Just like it started exploding and spreading, and well, and they're I'm, really I'm, good at propaganda. I'm really worried about mandates this go around because everyone that didn't get vaccinated or wear masks, they're all dead. So who's gonna fight back? <laughs> exactly, they've all died. <laughs> right. Every single yeah. one of them. There was that that winter mm -hmm. of uh, what they what did Biden say? Of the death and destruction. Whatever it was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Death. I think that was like two winters ago. <laughs> like we've right. we've gone through a couple. We have, yeah. I do think it was the last winter uh that everybody really died that didn't follow the regulations. And then this past winter was a normal winter. And then it seems like this coming winter that's also getting close to election year, that's when we're really having some problems. I'm sure it's just a coincidence. Yeah. yeah. Winter of 2021 was the winter of darkness. Just so happened to be December 31st, they were supposed to stop using the PCR test because they couldn't tell the difference between COVID and the flu. Yet, that's still the only test that's available. And even early on, they're like, they're using these tests wrong. Like early on, we all, they were like, you're using these tests wrong. And they just, they didn't care. They just. It's very convenient that, that Carrie Mullis died, what, three months before the pandemic? Right? Yeah, unfortunate. Hmm. We're just conspiracy theorists. So, well, you know. let's next year, we'll, it'll be half a decade since COVID started. That's how fast everything's moving. We're four years oh, in. Man, that's so depressing. depressing. <laughs> Way to bring that's it down, so Justin. Oh, I'm going to have an. Some people just haven't time. moved on. <laughs> well, and if they know that 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 like PTSD and everything they were doing worked. So if if they ever want to do something else, all they have to do is this first. Now they just do this COVID scare. Everyone's freaked out from them, and then then bring in something else with behind it, which they're going to do more climate, climate change stuff. Climate, yeah, yeah. Take away all our cars. They're going to do all that. It's going to be for our best, and everyone's just going to be already in like such a stupor that they it, it just. Go, that one goes yeah. through too, and the next one goes through, and next thing goes through. Well, they're pushing um, the triple demic now. Supposedly starting in October, we got the no, RSV, mm. the flu, and COVID all coming back full force, and right. we're gonna need to mask up. The, the and problem, get our booster shots. Yeah, the problem is, of course, if if all these these sheeple keep getting vaccinated they are going to get really ill and then they'll say ah look there is really a triple demic or a quadruple demic or a quintuple demic you know because these people are messing up their immune systems i mean well, unless, anyway unless the vaccines are actually the cure for the thing that's coming later right and they are going to kill they're going to release something that takes out the unvaxxed for real <laughs> that's, i've had that thought nah. Yeah, that's a, a concern yeah. as well. But I thought, well, hey, if if that is right, that would mean that their vaccine actually worked. But if if it goes down that way, then I'm okay. I'm just like, also, whatever. I think so. Also, the coolest I mean, thing I I've seen done, since, me, yeah. this has been, 
since all this started, the coolest thing I've seen is that everyone who chose not to get the vaccine, I've seen like immensely change their lifestyles to be healthier in natural ways. Like everyone I know who thinks similar has been eating healthier, taking supplements, looking for natural remedies to sicknesses. And I think we've all gotten better lives out of it. <laughs> Justin. It's like you've never met me. Justin. Justin. Yeah, I definitely think that's some bad habits, but yeah. It's like I'm winding up my third cigarette <laughs> in a half hour. Well, I, I hope that the current scare they're trying to put on us passes by. But uh, as Ashley was said, I think it was her, that uh, uh, school in Atlanta has imposed a, a mask mandate. Uh, it was It's the North Brown College. Um, officials say there has been no confirmed COVID-19 cases among its students, but they have received reports from other schools. So, yeah, let's for two weeks enforce a completely ridiculous mask mandate. It's like and I saw someone say that they received a grant recently. So somebody who was they were like they had to earn it somehow. And that's that's really what I think the compliant mm. where it came from with these institutions that they were paid in grants and funds on the back end to to implement things that made absolutely no sense whatsoever. But it didn't matter to them yeah. because they were getting paid to do it. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. And then and, and, uh, hospitals too. That's why hospitals went along with these deadly protocols because they were getting so much money. Yeah. yeah. Remember when, we, when you would bring that up during the beginning and people were like, no, that's not happening. It's like, yes, it was. <laughs> like, it's, it's the circle. Uh, it's not happening. It's happening, but it's rare. It's happening and it's good. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I remember. Yeah. And, when the, the and we've always said it was good. <laughs> When the vaccines first rolled out, my parents went and got vaxxed immediately. They were like in the first round of the first day or the first hour it was available. And they pressured me a lot to, to get it done. I never got it done. But I remember conversation in January of that year. And they were saying, oh, you, know, you should, should get that done. You should know. And I say, no, no, I don't need it. You know, my daughter doesn't need it. She's, you know, whatever. And they said, um, and the conversation continued and I made a comment. Well, you know, I hope they don't force us to get it. And my parents both said, well, they're, they're not going to force you to get it, you know? And then a couple of years later, I mean, I was real close to having to get it done by my employer because Biden was going to put that uh, OSHA regulation in place that was going to require it. And I remember thinking, <laughs> you may, it may have sounded ridiculous. The government's going to force you to, to get a medication of some mm -hmm. kind, but here it is. Just going to roll it out across the board. But thankfully, that kind of blew over pretty quickly and dodged a yeah, bullet. They, and they sure like they walked yeah. that line of making it so that a lot of companies just did it anyways. You know, yeah. now people say, "Well, the government did for you." So they go, "That's when they're like, oh, private business. The private business forced you too. And you're you're if you believe in liberty, yeah. you know." It's like, you just yes. can't win. That yeah. was one of the Watch arguments it. like, well, private businesses can do whatever they want. It's like, uh, yeah, because we live in a fascist fucking state because they're getting paid <laughs> to do this shit to you. And I also think that a lot of this was trial balloon, right? Like they wanted to see and float out and see what was going to be the acceptance here in the United States. So then they're like going back to the evil drawing board after that to see, you know, I think how to tweak it and get more compliance and that kind of thing. And, you know, and Bill Gates was disappointed in us. So yeah, that's pretty sad. Well, He's such an expert on yeah. doctor stuff, you know. He, total doctor stuff. Yeah. Jeez. <laughs> How do you I think he became He's a real doctor, yeah. I remember when Obama was disappointed in <laughs> Congress for not telling him to go bomb Syria. And I thought, that's good. We should we should make more of our politicians disappointed. <laughs> if possible. They all leave mm. me disappointed. It's a good slogan. Make your politicians disappointed. Yeah. <laughs> Except for Forrest Mommy. Not you. Well, I, not you. No, I don't get and I know, like, I know when I'm up there, people are gonna come yell at me like I have done to others. I know it's gonna happen. So like I have to accept that. You know? People start happen. showing yeah. up and you've got to be quite meetings. tough to be in this game. 
Okay, so um, I do. Can I? Uh, oh, can I ask you another? Oh, oh, sorry, sorry, Ashley. I was going Go to ask it, another Terry. question, sort of dragging us back to the um, forest mummies campaign. I was wondering where, you know, if you're successful, where do the councillor's budget come from? And the reason I ask is because in the UK we have this thing where sometimes local councils try to do good things, and um, their money sort of comes from above, so they the, the budget gets throttled and then they're not able to achieve anything. So I'm just wondering how much independence you have financially. I'm not sure like exactly the level, but um, we're, it's just the taxpayer money. I'm sure grants and things like that and fun, you can say, oh, we're going to fundraise or things, but, um, and you know, it'd be, it's pretty much the city coffers where it comes from. Yeah. So it doesn't cut, you don't get a lot of money from the county or the state or even the national government. Yeah, probably not, probably not much. Although I'm sure the state's trying, the state's been trying to do the same thing. Like, well, if you follow our land laws and we'll give you grants, you know, think exactly the same thing. So yeah, yeah. I'm sure there'll yeah. be plenty of that trying to push yeah. through or from land sales. And there was a land sale that went through that the city owned the land. They sold it for 30 bucks. <laughs> Just like, but you know, it was for future development <laughs> and then $20 million of tax. Like they didn't have to pay either to build this stuff. Um, so they have some land they can sell off. Good to have friends in high right. places. Mm -hmm. Okay, so I wanted to ask, what else do you have going on? Um, because I think you're involved in some comedy. Do you do stand-up comedy and you have your own podcast? Like, what else? And it sounds like you're pretty busy these days with these days i didn't want to be busy like I, right before COVID, <laughs> I set my life up perfectly i have a good life uh though i'm not i'm not a stand-up comedian but i definitely love comedy and i do have my own like live streams i do um i've been doing those for over two years so before i even like started getting involved with that local lp um so I try, i've been trying to do that but pretty much for and all my lp stuff out here so i go to like three or four different county affiliate meetings i show up try to make people happy and meet people, get other people to show up. Um, so I'm pretty involved with all of that. I have my broker's license, but I'm just not a real, I'm not like a busy, I'm, I'm totally the cliche. I always call myself, I'm a poor man's trophy wife with a broker license. So <laughs> that's I worked, I worked all when I was young and then now the last couple of years, but then COVID happened and really cut into my, my life that I had built. I used to volunteer. The volunteering places wouldn't let me come to meetings anymore. You know, all this kind of just came crashing down. So I'm just, re that's my, my, my volunteering now is going to be this. And I do get paid a little bit for the actual council position. So I'm going to donate it and like, just make people mad be like Trump. <laughs> like, I want to be like Trump and just donate it. <laughs> I love oh, that. Miss, my, my guy's like, no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> the hell you are. I know. <laughs> like, I'm sure you could at least buy a couple guns with, with, with the salary. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, it looks like and you might enough, need more shoes. Yeah. Yeah. I know. <laughs> I feel so terrible because I did like my prior, my before COVID life. And now it's like, I don't wear them anywhere. I used to go dancing the gay club. I would go dance at the gay club once a month. They were like the first people to put a vax pass in. And I was like, <laughs> How does that make any sense? You're the dis you're claiming you're always discriminated against, and I was I went there for like a decade, spent a ton of money there, like made tons mm -hmm. of friends. I was an ally and everything, and they were like, yeah. "No, you can't come in." <laughs> like well, and to bring it back to to government corruption and the COVID stuff, Fauci and they knew that. And Jimmy Dore actually talked about this on his stream. He's like, where are all the gay people that were on to Fauci back in the 80s when he was killing them with AZT? Like, what the fuck, guys? Where are you here? Yeah, a friend of mine just did a really good documentary on that, too. And he's like, it's almost what he did in the, did during the AIDS stuff was worse. Like, it was almost worse. Like, we think he, I'm, you know, he's just the devil in my mind from what we, he put us through. But he's like, how did, I'm, I can't, I had cousins who lived, who were older and lived through that. And it's like, what, what are you talking, like, how did you not see? And you bring it up and yeah, it's bad. <laughs> it's, where yeah. are they? I know it's a, it's a total blind spot. So it is weird that they would be like the people to discriminate against other people. Yeah. It's. 
And we've gone back to it now. Now we cycle back to like, you know, they're the downtrodden and the oppressed again. And so that's another, just what a weird time to live there. I was always like an accepting person, voluntary association. I try to find something to love in everybody. You know, even if I don't get along, I'm not going to cause drama. I'm just, you know, you can just move on. And, and they just, they just did not let that happen. <laughs> they made everybody angry. Yeah, it's similar experience with uh local music venues i was big just yeah. supporting my small local bands and i had bought vip like intimate show tickets like t a year in advance and covid started and it got pushed back a year then it got pushed back another year then they finally scheduled it and they're like sorry you can't come because you're not vaccinated and no refunds so good luck and I'm like, who's going to buy these fucking tickets? Luckily, a buddy of mine bought them from me. But it's like, I've been waiting two years for this show. Yeah. And, and, then, and then I see a post by local musicians like six months later. Why is nobody coming out to the shows anymore? Things aren't the same as they used to be. And like, oh, you motherfuckers wouldn't let us come to the shows. The people that were supporting you, paying for, like, tipping during live streams at the beginning of COVID just so that you guys could eat and pay your bills and shit like that. And we couldn't go to your shows anymore. Yeah. They don't, yeah. they don't understand. What like I don't fuck? go dancing. What the anymore. fuck happened with musicians? Yeah. What happened with the musicians? They're supposed to be the rebels, aren't they? They're supposed to be, you know, rebel songs against society or whatever. And it's just, it's just crazy. Well, you stuff. got, you got clapping. Biggest followers. They weren't, they weren't leaders at all. They were complete followers. And the handful that Clapton, were leaders yeah. and refused it were ostracized and cast, you know. My favorite was Rage Against the Machine. <laughs> <laughs> yes, oh, sir. Yeah. I'm going to do what oh, you tell man. me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, and they're calling oh, us Lord. hypocrites and all these things. And you're just like, what? Yeah. <laughs> it hurts your brain. It really hurts yeah. your brain because it just doesn't make any fucking sense at all. <laughs> it's it's insane. <laughs> oh, so tell us about your live streams. How often are you doing that? <clears throat> um, so my longest going one is on Sundays, and that one's more of like a um. I have a guest. We have an intro. Like it's the more professional one. <laughs> I guess you could say and that one's. We've been doing that for two years, and I have my co-host Hexcelerate. Who I met on Twitter. Um, so he's been my co-host on there ever since the beginning. We used to like just go nuts and live show for hours and hours. And then that one kind of turned to that. Um, we we kind of loosely call it the Forest Mommy Universe because there's like other. So I have other people I stream with like on Thursdays. I stream with a gal friend named Alice who I met through Twitter as well. Although this group we've all met in person now before too. And like we've, we hang out a couple of times, but we're all over the country so um that's my thursday one which is like girls only just like it's usually just like a mom or two and then my, my co-host is a mom and just kind of talk whatever it's not like girl talk it's just a girl stream um we do other like group streams and then i have a producer kind of and he does sibling revelry that's his own kind of thing that him and his brother do on saturday nights um and then alice has one on fridays now called put a fork in it so kind of this i like if i if I had my dream, I never thought I would want to do this. And now that I'm doing politics, whatever, but it'd be like fun to do a channel kind of and have all these different, like, if you could bring money in and make a channel, not like Tim Cass size or anything, but you know, something like that. Yeah. Like so a little do, network. Yeah. And like, we just, like, we all like connect with you. It's so fun. I love like the live stream chats. I like love the YouTube chats and most, I'm mostly on rumble. Cause I got a couple strikes on YouTube, of course. Yeah. So I just love the chats and the community and the chats and they like they watch everybody's show some of them and like you just like get to know these people and yeah there's just something fun about it and during COVID and all this is why I started it because to talk to people and get you know I wasn't I'm not like a podcaster because I don't I don't even upload my sound which I should but <laughs> I don't like I'm so lazy about it and I just just like to do it just to connect with people 
Yeah, that was kind of how this show came about. So I'm sure you're familiar with the Propaganda Report, Monica Perez, Brad Binkley. So some, uh, like Justin and Keel, were <clears throat> in Atlanta when Monica was on the air for her radio show. And then they really carried our community through COVID times. Like, we saw it coming. They were talking about it in January, and it was like creeping, creeping, creeping to until, you know, how everything was. Then um, a Discord was created, and they did something they called uh, DPP, or Disappearing Patron Party, that they would have on Friday night, first Friday of the month. And people would get on, you know, chat, live stream, do that whole thing. And so we were all in a Discord group, and that's how we ended up meeting. Um, and then our podcast formed from there. So it was a, kind love of, it? I love of similar. It. I love the yeah. natural communities that just came out of things. And even though you're far away mm. from each other, you can still, like, you feel like family with these people, you know? Yeah, sure. you spend so much time together. talking on the video chat for the first year, year and a half of COVID, and it's like, why aren't we just recording these conversations and putting them out there and see where it goes since we're doing it anyway? Yeah. Can, since you're in the, the world of being red-pilled, I have to ask, what's your favorite non-COVID conspiracy? Ooh, good question. <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> favorite non-COVID conspiracy would probably be, um, like, cloud seeding in the, like, chemtrails, I guess, but they're... I, I'm convinced there's things that I see all winter that I'm like, okay, there wasn't a cloud there. And then there was a bunch of airplanes and now there's a cloud and now it's like the weather's different, which I know that can affect it somewhat, but definitely that they are doing things to the weather. And they're also maybe doing Satanistic spells against the weather too, I suppose. That could be in there as well. I <laughs> Nothing, it would not surprise me. I know. like. It's and direct like energy when you direct your energy, you know, people it's there's a thing to that. So who knows what they're doing? They like mm -hmm. show it to us that they're doing weird rituals anyway. So it's like mm -hmm. you know. Well it's yeah. it's people will fight you and say, Oh no, the you know, what do you think the Jews control the weather? Like no one can do that. But at the same time, there are million dollar companies that you can pay them like three hundred thousand dollars and they'll make sure it doesn't rain on your wedding day. Yeah, it's like yeah, yeah and they like, God, it it exists. It's happening. And then why do they want more money to control the climate if they can't control the weather? You right. know what I mean? Like that. Not that that, but for someone to not get that, those two points, then. Well, it's no one ever claimed these people were logical. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's hard. I mean, logic hurts uh... sometimes. It hurts. So these people, they just can't. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of our friends, Bill Gates's uh, current plans, isn't it, to go around cloud seeding and geoengineering? So um, yeah, he obviously believes you can do something with it. And um, there's actually some people have done some chemical analysis of soils and found high levels of strange metals that shouldn't be there, like barium and strontium and aluminium. So there's something going on, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's and I, like a lot of people out here are having garden the same garden issues, like long-time gardeners new gardeners it's like the same issues it's like well you know something who knows the the snow this year was really weird it felt weird to me it looked weird it just can't, can't. The, the snow the snow had covid <laughs> yeah yeah okay well we're snow getting close oh that's funny <laughs> i like good. it uh, we're getting close to that hour mark. So I just wanted to see if anybody had any final questions. And then Forest Mommy, I wanted you to tell everybody where they can find you, do all the plugs, all that good stuff. Anybody have any questions? I do have one on question. Um, yeah. Do you, do okay, you, you know how many, how many people typically vote for your position? Like how many yeah. votes are you expecting? Well, that's a good one. It's usually like 11,000. The last guy won was 6,400. Um, I had a dream. I got 7,500. So that's, I'm aiming for the 7,500. Yeah. 
Uh, I believe I believe in you. Uh, my question was, my question was very simply: When will we know if you win or not? And, and will you tell us? No, November seventh. I'm sure. I'm sure I'm going to be doing a party. There's also a friend of mine who does who might who's the campaign guy for LP. He's running in the city next to me, Golden, Colorado, where they make Coors. He's running for a thing there, so I'm sure we'll do a big party, and I'm sure I'll be on Twitter, and it'll be you know live, but as soon as it happens. But yes, November seventh. It's, I, I love following your Twitter. It's, well, good luck. It's, thank you. Your thank Twitter you. is just always so fun. And you never get bogged down in retarded stuff. And that's that's. Right. I think that's how you're supposed to use Twitter. Yeah, I try. I noticed that early on in COVID, even in the Liberty community, there was all this drama and like people always like trying to rat each other out because things they said in group chats. So I like stayed away from group chats and... There's still people who hate me, and there's still drama here and there. But yeah, it's I'm just too full of myself. <laughs> I'm just like full steam ahead. So yeah, good. I mean, why let that stuff bog you down? You know. And meanwhile, I'd rather fight the government. I'd rather be dramatic yeah. with the government. I save energy for that. Yeah. Right. Well, on. Liberty Twitter would say that if you're not my liberty then you're a Republican or a Democrat, depending on which side of the, the, the side you fall on. I always laugh, too. I'm like, the most bossy people are the anarchists on there. Too. I'm like, I don't think that's how it's supposed to work. <laughs> like, And I'm down with anarchy, too, and the logical conclusion of things. But, like, they're always the ones like, ooh, you can't run for office. You do. And I'm like, well, what? Okay, I guess I can sit on Twitter and tell people what to do, and that'll change the world, or at least be a great attempt to change the world, right? <laughs> as, long, as long as you're not in government actually trying to change anything. Yeah, I'm like, what do you? That and I don't ever say anyone should do this strategy or not. I'm like, it's just, it's here. We have this. If there's a way to fight the political process, what the political process? Why not? I can try. So why will? Why shouldn't I yeah. try? Yeah, why not, not try? the work, but well, I, I don't think I would have ever seen you if you weren't being you as your campaign. And that's how we all found out about your campaign. I said nice. we do have some listeners in Colorado, so. November 7th. Make sure you make it out there if you're in our district. Yeah, thank you. All right, cool. Anybody else have any last questions? We good? I think good we're luck. good. Good luck. Thank you. Yep, future wow. future council women woman. Yeah. Hot council okay. woman. <laughs> there kidding. you go. Hot I, council I let, woman. let people put up with that. Like total I'm just being a total snob about that and I'm joking, but like it's just funny. It well, is what's, funny. I like I think it. What, I, I think that doesn't hurt with the door to door knocking. I know my wife and I used to do door to door sales and she'd get let into like every door she knocked on and <laughs> I had to try to sell people from the porch. So <laughs> well, I think what's really funny are the people that think you're being like super serious, like, oh I'm hot. And then they just start <laughs> There, I, I just imagine their entire face goes around. How dare she? Exactly. <laughs> like, she's no, she's not. Her eyebrows are weird. It's like, just move. It's a great blog tool, too. Because I'm like, that's a litmus test. You have to just get it or not. Right. Yeah. Know? Just like, just shut the fuck up. Like, just shut up. <laughs> it's just somebody just like having fun, joking around. Like, I mean, obviously, you are very pretty. It's it's not that, but it's like, <laughs> um, yeah, thank you. Um, but you can also tell that it is a joke of yours, too. Like, you use it in a joke format. So, like, fucking yeah. wake up. It's funny. <laughs> it's fucking funny. We're having fun here. Or just move on. Like, there's so much stuff. I Like, just move on then. Like, <laughs> yeah. There's, there's like, literally. Well, I got to tell her. <laughs> it's like there's literally thousands of other <laughs> tweets you can read to get pissed off at. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, it's crazy. I love. Okay, Twitter. well then, uh, why don't you tell everyone where they can find you? I have uh, already looked up your website stuff like that for our show notes. They'll be there, but um, just to review, like how they can get in touch with you, how they can support you, all that good stuff. Um, so Twitter at Forest Mommy. That's like the best place to get my attention. So that's where I am the most. Forest Mommy Twitter. Forest Mommy CO on Instagram, Rumble and YouTube, Forest Mommy. And then for my for the campaign, JessicaFensky.com. Uh, you can email through me if you just want to like hang, like email me, whatever, through there. It's kind of fun. I like 
sending i don't send out drip emails asking for fundraising money either like it's, i just send out updates i'm not one of those people like literally i used to i technically in sales like with, i hate asking people even for work and like so like i can't even ask people for money so but that's the website yep twitter that's about it is there any fun story be behind forest mommy or you just like the woods um, I grew up in the forest and I'm, I'll eventually be moving back to the forest I grew up in. So there was like that, but I, I don't know where it came from, but the moment it stuck really with Twitter, it's just that I was like, that's the moniker. So, and it, people in real life still call me it, even though everyone knows my name. <laughs> it's just <laughs> fun. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking your time to talk with a whole bunch of unknowns out here. We really appreciate it so much. Yeah, I have oh, really, yeah, I've enjoyed it. I'd love to talk to you again in That's a few fine. months when you've all, after you've won. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, yeah awesome. Okay, yeah. well, thank you so much. And if we're all good, then I'll go ahead and sign out for the Union of the Unknowns. Thank you so much for tuning in. And uh, please touch base, reach out to Forest Mommy, support her, and uh, stay in touch. Thanks, everybody. Have a good night. Good night, Bye. everyone. Good to meet you. Bye. Thank you for tuning in for another episode of Union of the Unknowns. You can find new episodes every week on all your favorite podcasting networks.